Hey guys, it's Alana and welcome back for the last episode of Seeing Other People of 2022. Wow. Here. We're here. We did it. I'm joined by Camilla Vola, my associate producer slash editor slash cheerleader slash <laughs> show without her um, because Cammy and I did an end of 2021 episode and a year ago <laughs> a year ago and Cammy sent it to me earlier this week I totally had forgotten about it did not think to go back and listen to it and she sent it to me and was like Alana you have to listen back to this like it is crazy to see how far seeing other people has come like how much has changed and I was really nervous at first to listen back to it but I finally did it I was Why? like no I I don't know I just I mean you know like I still like never listen to my own episodes like I just am very yeah. hypercritical and for me I guess like in a way like reflecting is a little weird it's like I don't know it's like reading an old diary entry and not yeah. knowing you're going to find like seeing other people's literally my journal or my diary in a way. So I was nervous, but I ended up like smiling the entire time. And I was like, this is so special and we have to do it again. So here we are. We totally had to do it again. I listened back to it and I was like, I was personally such in like a different mindset and headspace. And like, we hadn't even met in person. Like a lot of things happened this year between us. Like we met in person, we worked like we reached like our first anniversary working together like it was insane so yeah can you believe we've been working together for a year and a half I don't the fact that May is two years I'm like there's no way and I always say to Alana like thank you a hundred times every time I can because like spoiler alert for anyone that doesn't know me I moved this year I'm living alone now in like my own little apartment in the city and like to me I am able to do this because she hires me so like I always thank her. And I know that I'm not the only one like being benefited by seeing other people. I know that a lot of people listen and a lot of people love it. And there's like a lot of community around it. And a lot of people that, you know, take your advice and like have a better day in life because of you, which is mind blowing. But yeah, so I just wanted to thank you. And thank you in the name of seeing every book of you. <laughs> and thank you. I will say one thing I did not improve on in 2022 is taking compliments. But no, I mean, all of that means the world to me, as you know. And it's funny, like every time I feel like every time you say thank you to me, I'm like, what are you thanking me for? Like, thank you. I couldn't do this without you. And like, I'm so glad that we're on this journey together. But yeah, it's wild. I mean, literally we're coming up on the two year anniversary of seeing other people as a podcast, which is like, Insane. holy shit, this has been going on for two years. And some of you guys have been with me for two years. And even if you haven't, even, even if this is your first, even more. Yeah, true. Dating sucks era. Even if this is your first or second episode, or, you know, you might never listen to this again. Like just thank you for being here and for giving it a chance and opening your mind and being willing to learn and be curious about how to date better, how to grow different people's dating experiences and all that. It really, yeah. it's just so fascinating that and like, if you, ever you guys feel are willing about to. the numbers yesterday, I was having like dinner with my friends and I have my own podcast in Spanish. I started this year and they were like, imagine this whole restaurant filled with people. That's how many people listen to like my podcast. And I was like, wow, you're right. So like picture like the number of downloads you have and like picture that amount of people like standing up listening to your voice and then you kind of feel like better about <laughs> the number. It is crazy. Right that now I have weird. one 
little boy listening and trying to give his voice. I don't know what we're going to do about this, Barkley. You guys don't understand what it's like trying to record a podcast with a puppy. Because every single time I sit down to record, he's like, oh, you're sitting down to have a conversation with me. And he starts making noise, which he's doing right now. So I don't know how you do it. I've been with you in your apartment with Barkley. And he's like the cutest, but the noisiest dog I've he just wants to be involved okay one second while i go get him another bone to calm him down please hold (laughs) he knows he's like oh mom isn't gonna fight me on this because she's busy and she needs to get back to work so if i complain right now she will give me a bone she will give me whatever i want (laughs) he's a smart puppy that one but yeah, let's get into it because there's so much that we want to talk about. <sighs> yes, there's so much to talk about. So I gathered some questions from like what I was thinking for my years. Some like we're not really strangers. What was the game name? We're not really strangers. Yeah, we're not really strangers. Twitter that had like a whole thread with questions and some other places that I don't remember right now. Uh, but first I wanted to ask you, what is one high and one low for you for from 2022? Disclaimer for everyone listening, I did have these questions in advance and I did take notes because otherwise I would have just sat here staring at the ceiling being like, uh, to every single question. You need to question. reflect a little bit like yeah. behind the scenes. It's okay. <laughs> one high and one low of 2022. I think I have to say the high hands down was officiating my best friend's wedding. That was without a doubt one of the coolest experiences of my entire life. One of the most meaningful experiences And something that I'm so grateful that I had the opportunity to do. And it's something that I didn't take lightly. Like I prepped for months. I showed up like I could still right now recite the entire speech that I gave, like the entire officiant wedding address to you because I couldn't get up there not feeling like I was 1010% prepared because and we'll get into this later, but like I historically have a fear of public speaking. And so this was really, really scary for me to do, but it was also just so special and so important that I was like, I am going to be the best damn wedding officiant the world has seen. So it was just the most special experience of my life. And to be able to celebrate like my best friend's love in such an intimate and, and personal and meaningful way was just like words can't describe it. So that was definitely a high for me. I love that. I feel like that made the wedding so personalized, like the pictures and everything. And also about your fear of public speaking. Isn't it weird that everyone that has that fear also has a podcast? Like, I totally relate to that. (laughs) And people are like, we never find me in like a theater, like speaking with a mic. There is no freaking way. But if I'm alone with a mic, I can talk for hours and hours. Exactly. Whenever I would tell people that, they're like, what like what do you mean you speak for a living I'm like yeah in my one bedroom apartment so either in my bedroom or on my couch like to a computer we can all do that we've all been doing that for years (laughs) like I I'm allowed to have a fear of public speaking but um point also needless to say obviously the wedding was not about me um but it just was so incredible um to be able to celebrate them and, and do such a special thing for them and just also like you've known her for so for so long you must have been like such a like a I don't know full circle moment for those who are like newer or just hearing about this for the first time this is my best friend from college we met on the first day of freshman year 
and we lived in the same dorm on the same floor and we just became each other's like people and you know we've been best friends for 10 years and it's been a wild ride and lots and lots of ups and downs in our dating journeys so yeah yeah that's it for the high for the low it's hard I feel like I was thinking about this and and I feel like last year there were very specific lows that I could point to this year. I feel like there were periods where I was going through a really difficult time, but I don't think there's like one specific disaster that happened or crisis that I went through. I think it was more getting my hopes really high and being really let down or feeling so much pressure on myself or just feeling like stuck. Um, I think if I had to point to one thing, one thing that was really disappointing for me, and, and a lot of you guys don't know this, but I was in a six month contract negotiation with oh a yeah. podcast network. And it was such an exciting thing at first to have the feeling and to know that this company like believed in me and believed in what I was doing and wanted to, in a way, like invest in me and help me build this to the next level. Like that was the coolest thing in the world and such a special thing for me to know, like, wow, I really have built something here and other people see it, not just me and my listeners, like actual like businesses see that and see that this is something that can grow and can really be taken to the next level. And they want to do it with me. And it just got so, I don't want to say like messy, but long story short, it just really, it, it got, got complicated. So complicated and it, that I told you like, it, I think this is not meant to be like, this is it, so difficult. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I, I feel like that kind of compares to like any relationship where you're trying so hard to make it work. And somehow like every single person is like, you're going to everyone in your world for advice on how to make it work. And you're like pulling at any last string you have to like make this happen, but it's just not supposed to. And, you know, for it to not happen, like I was so excited and felt like we were almost there so many times. And I'm not like a litigious person. I don't, I feel uncomfortable, like dealing with contracts and dealing with like anything legal terms and all this, but it just, and also when it, uh, when it's about like your personal projects, you know, people, I feel like it's your job, but it's also so personal to you that it's like really difficult to negotiate on that. Like, you know, <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I think in general, the low point was just it not working out in a really big way after, you know, having my hopes set so high and feeling so excited. And then feeling like, did I do something wrong? Like, should I have been more flexible and been more willing to compromise on what was important to me and in like protecting myself in this. And it was just really tough. And like Cammy said, like, it didn't work out because it didn't need to and because I didn't need it and because something better will come or is already coming. And I, I think even just like a few months after it not working out, I was already able to see like, okay, this is okay. Like I didn't need that to happen. I don't, if I never sign with a podcast network, like that's okay too. 
And this is just a bump in the road and like, I'm better off without them. Yeah, totally. And I love how you compare it to like a relationship because it's so true. Like if it's, I, it's, I think someone said it as like the best piece of dating advice. I think it was money with Katie. I'm not sure, but she said like, if it's not easy, if it's not it's easy. It's not right. Not yep. right. And I'm like, yep. mm, yeah, that's basically for everything in life. I'm not saying that life is meant to be easy, but like relationships and things that have to be with like merging two things together should be easy. It, it shouldn't be that hard. Yeah, it shouldn't. But like looking back, what was this year about for you? I feel like this year was a really big growth year for me. I know last year I said the year was defined by like, if I had to pick one word, it was unfiltered. I feel like this year was growth. I feel like, you know, in my relationship, like we went from like hitting our one year mark to getting a dog together and oh, well, we got a dog together last year, I guess. But like we moved in together and but he's officially Barkley's dad this year. He's officially, he's yes. Yes. We did have a little adoption ceremony. He signed an adoption yeah. papers. Barkley also <laughs> technically Barkley yes. adopted Jake to be his father. <laughs> but um, yeah, like we hit, you know, our, like a lot of big milestones and getting really serious. It's like after one year, I think it's for most people, it's safe to say like you're out of that honeymoon phase and, shit kind of gets real. And I feel like we tackled all of these points in our relationship, like really well. And, you know, we traveled a lot for weddings. We spent a lot of time with each other's families. Like we worked, we figured out moving in together. Um, we just, I feel like we grew a lot in our relationship together and in a really beautiful way that makes me really excited for the future. Hmm. I feel like I grew a lot in terms of seeing other people in a bunch of different ways. I feel very... You quit freelancing this year. <laughs> yes, That's that is a thing. huge thing. For a year that and a half of this... this year? That happened in August, yeah. For a year and a half of seeing other people, I was freelancing. I was working for other people to pay the bills and it sucked all of my creative energy out of me. And I so badly wanted to be focusing on seeing other people. I wanted to be putting my creative energy to this show, to the content. And I wanted to be spending my time, you know, working on building this for me and for us instead of building other people's businesses, which I knew was only a short-term thing. And so it was tough because I, I literally had to take a big risk. I had to take the jump and stop freelancing and not know if I was going to be able to like pay rent, not know if I was going to be able to make the money I needed to live the lifestyle that I live. And that's not to say I'm like, I, guys, like, trust me, I don't like buy designer shit. Like, that's not what I mean. But like to be able to, you know, support myself and Barkley and put food on the table and th the things yeah. that you need to do to be self-sufficient. And yeah. it it's really funny looking back at like my finances for the year. After August... I went from making, I basically like was at a point where I was making X amount of dollars in August and the months before. And then in September, I went down to one tenth of that. Oh my God. That's scary. like instantly dropped, like plummeted. And, and like then, I realized how scary that is because I'm living alone and I'm like, wow, you need so much money to live alone. And again, I don't buy this so or shit or anything. It's like just like for food and like stuff, you know, like. Exactly. 
So plummeted. And then over the next two months, went right back up to where I was before. And now I'm maintaining that. And it is a perfect like V is the way you can put it. But I needed to kind of like jump off that cliff and let it plummet to then see if I could float and see if I could swim and survive on my own. And I'm really proud of myself for a taking that risk and be proving that I could do it. You know, that's something I did when I set out to do seeing other people, I was gonna freelance and see if I could make freelancing work so that I could do this. And I did make it work. And that was something I was so proud of too. And this was kind of like the next phase of that. And to be able to say that like, this is my full-time job is the craziest thing in the world to me. So that was a big, big, big point of growth for me this year. It is truly insane because I saw you through like all of that. And like, it's crazy to see how much you've grown this year. And I wanted to say before you went to talk about like your job and stuff, it's so crazy. I've been listening to senior people since like February 2021, yes. Um, Which is when I was old, like. (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, I've been listening to, to like your podcast before even knowing you. So I remember you talking about like wanting a relationship and hoping for a relationship that was like healthy and nice and like you talking about your past relationships that weren't that and like seeing you today in the relationship that you are and I feel like I realized when I saw you two like in person this year like it's such a healthy beautiful relationship that I feel like you've longed so like long for and like you wanted it so badly but like you got it and I'm so like happy for you and I feel like everyone that listens back to any episode can realize that like you made it like you did it and I feel like you're the example that like it will happen for everyone eventually like it's gonna happen but like I don't know you're such a beautiful example I feel like sometimes we see couples or like different people getting married and they tell you like the rules or the not rules or like whatever they met in college and and I I don't know you're like the perfect example like that you met on a dating app and now you're living together and you're happy and you're healthy and it works out you know in the end yeah thank you for saying all that it's it's a weird situation to be in because I never want people to look at me and my relationship and just be like oh, like she just got that, you know, like, oh, like everything came so easy for her. It's it like, didn't. uh-uh. <laughs> like, there was no, an episode that you said like you not. went on like a hundred first dates in like a year. And I was like, yeah, that was a line a couple of years back. The thing is like, you don't talk a lot about your relationship because I feel like you feel bad for the people that are not in relationships listening. But like, if anyone could see you two together, you could see how hard you work for this and how much you appreciate Jake and your relationship. I personally yeah. feel like. Thank you. And like living together is like a huge step. You've never lived with anyone before, like boyfriend relationship wise. No. Yeah. It's interesting because I did live with Jesse, my old roommate, and her boyfriend, now fiance, lived with us for a year. So, like, I actually did live with a boy before. And maybe it was interesting. Like, maybe I learned a lot from seeing the two of them cohabitate and like being kind of not even a fly on the wall, but like being a part of their roommate ship while they were in a relationship and I was a friend like and they're a great example of people who have such a healthy relationship and cohabitate together and work together and communicate well and so I'm sure while I didn't realize it at the time I'm sure I did pick up a lot from them and from just watching them be about how I wanted to be in my relationship too I feel like you said in in an episode about like getting advice or like looking up to like 
healthy relationships in your life rather than the people that have like dysfunctional relationships. Yes. (laughs) Yes. It's very, very important to get (laughs) advice from people who are in relationships you admire or who are similar to you and to like figure out who's what relationships you actually look up to and would want to emulate. Totally. Uh, But who made, wait, was there any important lesson you learned from someone and was there any important lesson you learned from yourself this year? I thought about this a lot. I don't know if there's one specific one that I can point to because I feel like I'm always learning something new from my guests, both the expert guests and my unfiltered guests. Like I learned so much that it's hard. Like I wish I wrote down. I repeat repeat things from the episodes to my friends. They're like, what are you saying? And I'm like, I heard it. I'm seeing other people. You don't understand. I've learned so much that like, I can't, I can't just like recite it in one line or in a few sentences, but I think a few of like the biggest lessons that this year taught me, number one, patience. Um, number two, what people do in their relationships, what people want, even if it's not the same as what you want or what you're used to or what you do, like that is their fucking business. Mm -hmm. And it's allowed to be different than yours. And they're maybe that's what makes them happy. And maybe they don't want a relationship or a career path or a friendship or whatever. Like maybe they don't want the same thing as you. And it's important to recognize that and to accept that and not try and, you know, push your judgment or push your, opinion on somebody and and really just like let people be because when people do something that is different than what the people around them do they trust me like they already feel that pressure they know it's not like they don't know that they're doing something different it's not like they don't know that people are looking at them and judging them and again this could be for like career relationship friendship like passion literally anything let people have their own path, let people follow their own path and just be there to support them. And, and this is something that, you know, I know that in certain cases, I could have done better with my friends. And I also think in certain cases, my friends could have done better with me. Yeah, totally. I feel like that's something that we learn once we go through that. And once we realize what those people kind of needed and then you're like, okay, yeah, I I could have been doing better that thing, but yeah. yeah, And it's okay to admit that it's okay to admit that you didn't do a good job or that you could have done better or that you wish you did something differently. I think that's a really big part of growing and becoming the person that you want to be. Yeah, totally. I feel like that's something that people don't really talk about, especially in like end of year things. And it's like, okay to realize that you like fucked up sometimes. Like it's I'm fine. literally the least person. perfect person on the planet. Yeah, like let's, totally let's normal. get that out there. Let's make that very clear. I am not perfect. <laughs> Never for a single second. Have I thought that I am so if anybody thinks that I think that, I I am so incredibly sorry for making you believe that for some reason, but that is not the case and that is not something I ever want to put out there. Yeah, totally. And I feel like that also happens a lot with like Instagram because we see everyone's like end of year things and everyone's like happy and hasn't screwed up and has like, for example, everyone's my happy, year, happy, I have traveled happy. a lot and I, everything you see is like planes on my thing and like beautiful photos in like Europe and New York. And I'm like, yeah, but I screwed up a lot in like the middle 
beginning and parts of all of that, you know? So, like, it's totally fine and normal. Exactly. But who made this past year special for you? Someone you couldn't have gone through the year without. You can easily several people, but yeah. Easily, Jake. Um, yeah. Like, could not... You have to do an dream. episode together again. I feel like you have. To I know a we lot do. It's time. About. Yeah. Couldn't dream up like a more supportive partner, just in everything. Like he is literally like the number one cheerleader behind seeing other people. Like could not do this without him. He's dealt with me overthinking everything from like how I sounded in an episode that like with a guest or how I sounded going on someone else's podcast to what I'm wearing in a video to, you know, if I said something or if I posted something that maybe I shouldn't have posted or, you know, one person left a negative comment about what I said, like, am I wrong? Like, what do I do? Do I put out a public apology? Like all of these things, like (laughs) you guys have no idea how neurotic I am and like how much I overthink and what goes on up here. And he does. And he is just so supportive and there for me and makes me feel like, okay, nothing's on fire. Like everything is okay. I'm doing okay. And he, he is always listening to the episodes when they come out. He's looking at the download numbers. He's like looking at like the followers, like everything. He's always just like showing up and being a cheerleader and, and like rooting for me. And it's really, I feel really, really incredibly lucky to have him. Yeah, I remember you sent me a screenshot about like last year's follower numbers and there's like my text and Jake's text. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. That was so funny. Um, but what's something you didn't think you could accomplish this year, but you eventually did? You're really hard on yourself. So I really like asking you this question. I was like, she's had to think about something she accomplished. <laughs> You're forcing me to be proud of myself. I, I think forcing her. I think doing in-person events was huge for me. I mean, mm-hmm. I did too. It was, they were like 20 people came. Um, but that's but like 20 people. I feel like... Exactly. Me, that 20 people insane. came. Like I can 20 people came. 20 people in this living room. Like that's so many people. And they came to like hear what I had to say and support me. And for me... It was equally about like that, that people were showing up and that it mattered to people as it was for really, it was me putting myself out of my comfort zone and me trying to prove to myself that I can do this. Uh, Backing up to that fear of public speaking conversation we had before, I was fucking terrified. Like, I remember absolutely (laughs) terrified. And I did not know how it was going to go. The first time, like shaking, like changed my outfit a hundred thousand times because nothing looked good on me. So I thought, even though I'm sure everything looked completely fine on me, like in my head, not knowing what to say, not feeling prepared, not knowing if anyone was going to show up. What happens if nobody shows up? What happens if everybody shows up? Like what happens if I say something wrong? What happens if I don't know what to say? And I got there and we started and it was just like doing a podcast. It was it's like questions I've been asked a million times before that I know the answer to like the back of my hand. And Mm -hmm. it actually felt really, really incredible. And so as scared as I was, it's something that I needed to do to overcome that fear and to prove to myself like, yeah, you can do this. And I also think, you know, it 
I had three in-person things this year, two, but I'm going to count the officiating the wedding as one because that was, I think, the biggest one. And, and that was yeah. the first one. And so I really got thrown into like being, you know, in a way like up in front of people talking. And yeah. I'm just, I am really proud of myself because I did not think I could do that. And also like, I feel like we all forget that 2022 was like the first year of like normalcy. In yeah. Like we were like deep in pandemic 2021 and 2020, especially winter for you 2021. Like that was, that was kind of insane. Like we didn't see people. So like in-person things, I feel like are scary um, in a sense, because like you never expected to be doing something like that. I feel like, I don't know, with the pandemic and stuff, like it was everything going to be like podcast things and Zoom things and all of that. And then doing like a person thing is like really huge and like, even like one person going, that's insane. I feel like, or at least this happened to me personally, my podcast, when I recorded with my friend, I feel like we listen to it, like just us and like the people that know me. And then I see like people that don't actually know me, listen to Other it people. and like appreciate yeah. what I say. And I'm like, wait, what? I don't know you and you listen to my voice on a regular schedule. <laughs> that is yeah. insane. So no, to me, it's actually crazy that even like five people listen to seeing other people. Okay. Like, I'm like, wait a second. People care what I have to say. Like, how yeah. did this happen? How like, did we get here? I feel like you forget that you are, like, now officially, like, a dating expert. Like, you've been doing yeah. this for, like, a while. Like, people want to know what you have to say. I know. It's weird because I, I am a dating expert, but I don't like calling myself that. I don't know if it's saying – a part of me feels like the word expert makes it sound like, oh, well, like, I'm better than you or I'm smarter than you because of this. And I feel uncomfortable with that, even though it's it's not supposed to mean that. It's just supposed to mean like I have expert knowledge about this field, but I still, like, which is true. Been, yeah, you you put yourself in situations where you get to learn more about dating and relationships than like the normal average person. Yeah. Know? Like no one has 52 conversations with experts on a yearly yeah. basis. Only yeah. you and like other people that do this kind of podcast. I hope people are watching this on YouTube right now because Barkley is I so cute. I literally hope, can't. I hope they are. And, and for those who are not watching, let me paint a picture for you. I have my chair and we have a little new setup here. So I have my chair and then we have a little glass table in between. And then we have another chair that's exactly the same. And Barkley is on the other chair as if he was like I mean, my co-host right now. He was meant to be here. Like he was meant to fill up that space. He was. And it's actually really special because these chairs and this table are from my childhood bedroom in the Armonk house that my parents sold last year. And I took them with me to the apartment and I just haven't really found like a place for them. And Jake and I are trying to improve our apartment and just make it more comfortable and more homey. And so we kind of like re quote unquote built out the studio space and we ended up using these chairs and the table. And this is what I used to record in Armonk too. And it was like my favorite part of my room and it's just yeah, really special to now have it here. Yeah. Aww. And Mark Lee matches perfectly with the chairs, which is what I Ex love. Yeah. <laughs> He's the exact same color, black and white. <laughs> exactly the same color. But what are some goals that, the, that you actually achieved from last year? I think. I am making you reflect on the good things. I know. I know. I love and hate you for it. I think yeah. I had said that one of my goals was to like grow the podcast by like 10 times, like the number of listeners. I don't know that like that's the number that happened, but maybe it is. I think like, I mean, there has been like insane growth. Um, so I will check that off as like, 
there's been insane growth and I'm yeah. so excited and proud and I can't believe like it. Like in one year you went from like almost 14k followers like 52 something k which is mind-blowing yeah it's really 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 wild I wanna I'm trying to think what other like specific goals I'd set I I oh I definitely had a goal to go full-time that like whether or not I said that out loud on the podcast last year like that was going full-time and not freelancing and doing the podcast as my career like that was 1000% the goal that I was working towards. And again, like that is something that was not handed to me. That is something that was not like planned for. I just really had to take a risk and go for it. And like, you got to fall before you fly. Um, kind of just like <laughs> pushed myself off the ledge and was like, all right, let's, let's do this thing. And, yeah. and we did. So that's definitely, I think the biggest goal that I achieved. And I think, I, I think one other thing in terms of like growth and goals, like I'm, I feel like this time last year, I probably still got a little bit nervous and anxious like every time before I would record. And at this point, it feels like second nature to me. And that is really just like a huge weight off my shoulders and a big relief that I can go into any recording and feel confident. Like there are very few things I feel confident about. And that is one. And, and to know that, and to be sure of that, I think is really, really comforting and reassuring to me. So I'm glad mm. that I got there this year. I love that. Yeah. Um, what's one thing that you'd like to do differently next year? I want to be less hard on myself. Yeah, you should. You guys <laughs> don't see it. Maybe Cammy, you see it. Jake definitely sees it. I am so hard on myself. And I never feel like I'm doing enough. And it takes such a toll on my mental health. It takes such a toll on how I feel on a day-to-day -day basis, how I quote unquote perform. It is really <laughs> tough working in a field where everything comes down to like follower numbers and download numbers at the end of the day. And I hate that because there's so much more to this. And there is so much that so many people are getting out of it every day and that even I'm getting out of it from talking to you guys and from hearing your dating wins and being able to celebrate those things. And from having guests come on unfiltered, like all of it is so special to me. But at the end of the day, I can only pay my rent and pay my bills and make a career out of this. If I can get brand partnerships and I can get brands to want to work with me and to promote on the show. And that all comes down to follower numbers and download numbers so it makes it really difficult to navigate like feeling good about where we're at versus like, well, I sent out 50 pitches this week to brands and not a single one of them got back to me. How am I going to pay rent next month? Because on December 1st, I did not know how much money I was going to make in the month of December. On November 1st, I did not know how much money I was going to make in the month of November. I have no idea. And I also don't really get paid until like two or three months after I do something, which is really frustrating and something that like the, this industry needs to figure out because it's really unfair. Um, but there are a lot of question marks. And so it's really tough when I'm trying to just be proud, but I feel this pressure that I, there always needs to be more. There needs to be more content. There needs to be more story views. There needs to be more video views, there needs to be more downloads, there needs to be more everything. And it's so hard to just like, 
turn that part of my brain off and be like, this is amazing what you're doing. And it's making a positive impact on people. And that's what matters. And the rest will come. So I really want to try and get better about that next year about just like being okay with the work that I'm doing and what I'm putting into it and knowing that the rest will come. Yeah. I feel like something that I've implemented a lot this year, like accidentally, is like knowing that there, are, there is no like perfect job, perfect housing, perfect city, perfect anything. Like everything has its pros and cons and you decide to like live with it. You have what I think is like the nearly like as perfect as it can get job, but it also has a lot of cons because if not, we all will be doing what you do. Or if corporate was like a perfect kind of job, everyone will be doing like a corporate kind of job. So everything has its pros and cons. And I just feel like that at least helped me be a less hard yeah. on myself uh, to be like, yeah, I chose this and I know it has pros and cons. Um, and I just had to like live with that. Like that's what it is. And nothing is perfect. I feel like getting down to that is like what's important. Yeah. And if you're chasing perfection, you're never going to find it. You're never going to get there. You're never going to cross that finish line because like you said, there is no such thing as perfect. And your definition of perfect is always going to change. You might think what one person has is perfect and you might chase after that. And guess what? You're going to get there. If you do get there, you're going to see somebody else and be like, oh no, that person's situation is more perfect. That job is more perfect. That type of relationship, that type of house, that type of family is more perfect than mine. And it's this endless, vicious cycle of comparison where all you can do is be your best. And Mm -hmm. in that, know that you're not going to be able to be your best all the time. And you're not going to be able to be your best if you're putting that much pressure on yourself to be your best, most perfect self. And at the end of the day, all you can do is be who you are and do what makes you happy and support yourself and the people around you. Like that is what perfect should be. And that is what we should be striving for. Just existing in a way that fulfills us and that makes us feel good, makes us feel supported and makes the people that we love also feel that way. Yeah, totally. I totally agree. Um, but what's something that made you have the happiest this year? Something that made me the happiest this year. So it's funny. I have this question. You can say your friend's wedding. (laughs) No, I have this question written down and it's like literally the only one I didn't answer. (laughs) It's the only one I didn't answer because I was like, shit, this is a really hard question. I... I don't know if there is a specific day or event or situation or episode or milestone, et cetera, et cetera, that made me the happiest. I think I'm honestly like just my happiest self. And I feel like I've always felt this way where I'm just with the people I love Mm -hmm. and I don't have to be doing anything. I don't crazy. I don't have to be traveling. I don't have to be going somewhere special. I just love like existing in a room in a park, wherever with anyone that I love. And it can be on any given day. Like the dog park is literally my happy place. And when I go with Barkley, I can assure that the dog park is the best place. It's the happiest place on the damn planet. Um, 
like maybe some like some of my happiest minutes of this year were probably at the dog park just like watching Barkley be happy and frolic mm-hmm. and you know I'm sure some of my happiest moments I mean yeah I got it definitely actually some of my top happiest moments were at Jonas Brothers concerts with Jake and yeah. my friends you um, appeared on like the reels and things on the yeah. <laughs> Amazon concert thing yeah. that you can see on the plane. I was like, oh my God, this is insane. That, Such a full circle moment. <laughs> yeah, that was really cool. Being at, there was um like a private concert through Delta um with mm-hmm. the Jonas Brothers at MSG. And it was like 300 people in all of Madison Square Garden. And it was the Jonas Brothers. And like five of those people were like people who are so special to me and so close to me. and it was so cool. And then like we ended up me and Jake during love bug, which is like our song are filmed in it. And I posted it because we saw it for the first time on the plane. We were flying Delta to Vegas to see the Jonas brothers. We got (laughs) to watch this movie back and we're in it like being really freaking adorable during love bug. And I posted a video about it. And then the Jonas brothers like reposted it. And then we had like three of the most incredible nights ever in Vegas at Jonas Brothers concerts. So that was really cool. Yeah, definitely a highlight. That was everything. If I, if I, if I didn't put officiating the wedding, that would have been a high of the year. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think just, you know, I've always just been happiest when I'm with people that I love and doing something I enjoy or just being, mm-hmm. yeah. It's about the little things at the end of the day. It really is. Like I, it I truly really cherish when I think about us. I truly cherish that dinner we had at JG, at JG Mellon. Mellon. I think it was. Yeah, where we talked about like everything and anything, and I was like, yeah, that that was like a really nice time. Yeah, it was think. a really nice time. It was also a funny time for me because that's when I got the first email from that podcast network that kind of <laughs> signified things were going the wrong way but I didn't want to tell you because we were having such a nice night so I'm like <laughs> yeah. I was like what, what's me, that you phrase told me where once like, I got home <laughs> yeah where like you're like a duck like kicking a, like I forget I don't know how to how to say this phrase but it's like you're a duck and it looks like everything's fine but underneath your like legs are flapping like crazy and you're going insane <laughs> but like above water it looks like everything's okay like that was yeah. me that night I was the duck <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my god <laughs> but now on to like seeing other people episodes you have to tell me what's some of your favorite episodes from this year and you have to name yes. some you cannot say every i will no i will i actually wrote down a tuesday episode and an unfiltered episode um Beautiful. my two favorite episodes of the year the first one tuesday episode do you really find love when you least expect it with erica shea i oh, yeah. loved that episode and a lot of you guys did too like it was a really well performing episode which in a way, like Eric and I were actually like, wait, oh my God, this is crazy. Because, you know, like I bring on people with like half a million followers and we, and they, they share it to their audiences. And then Erica is like this amazing, amazing person. We've become really good friends, but like, she only has a few thousand followers. So for us to see like that episode blow up, obviously like made us so happy, but we were like, wait, this is like kind of surprising, but in the best way. But Mm -hmm. that was just an episode that it, it was just so real. And Erica is such a good storyteller and was just able to bring such a relatable perspective and a relatable narrative of like what she has been going through. And I think it was just a great episode that anybody could listen to and feel like, oh, I'm I'm talking to my friends about what's going on in their dating lives. And I exactly. fully understand what they're talking about. 
I was going to tell you that exactly because the thing is I feel like she told like a very personal story and it's like a very personal episode and I feel like those are the ones that perform better because you listen to that and you don't feel alone in whatever you're going through, you know? Even though you're not going through like the same specific thing, it's always more relatable when it's like super personal. But those are the hardest episodes to do, you know? Yeah. Well, spoiler alert, next Tuesday's episode, which will be the first episode of the new year, is just like that too. I am so excited for that. I'm so excited. I literally, the first thing I said to Cammy when we jumped on this, I was like, you're going to be obsessed with next Tuesday's episode. Uh, my friends, Carly Silverman and Danny Hadowitz come on. Carly Silverman used to be the head of growth at Locks Club. She got let go, completely blindsided, lost her job. Danny used to be a content manager at Betches. Also blindsided, got let go, lost her job. Um, and they're both really like figuring out who they are and what they want right now. They're going through like a really transformative period. And the three of us have become very close friends over the last few months. Like, I can't believe we were not this close my entire life. It's really crazy Mm -hmm. to think about. Um, And we talk a lot about just like what we've learned in our 20s and what we wish we knew when we started out in the dating world, when we started out in our careers. And the three of us are also in long-term relationships. Um, Carly and her boyfriend Jason have been together for two years and Danny and her boyfriend have been her fiance have been together for five and a half years and are getting married next year. And we also talk about, you know, the three of us wanted to find love so badly and really had this belief that like, when we find our person, like all of our problems will be solved and like life will be better. And yes, we are so happy to have found such amazing partners but that did not solve a single one of our problems. And there are so many things we still struggle with. It's not supposed to. And it's such a messed up belief that we all like sometimes tend to have. And so it's a really great conversation. The boyfriend that comes into your life. I mean, I am guilty of that. So that's why I'm excited to listen to the episode. But like, if you think about it, it puts so much pressure on the person. Imagine if someone thought that you coming into their life will solve all their problems like that is right so like, much <laughs> yeah it's like all I just I all I want is a boyfriend like everything else is I'll deal with later like it's not it doesn't impact me as much as me feeling single and wanting a boyfriend does and it's just like there does not need to be that much pressure on it and yeah what is meant to happen will happen and it's okay to be single and to enjoy this part of your life like it's a part of your life that is so special and you learn who you are and you learn to love yourself and you learn to be independent. And it's just like, don't wish it away so quickly, you know, cause in, in a weird way, you hope you never get it back, but it is such a special time in your life. Um, anywho, really excited about that episode. Cannot wait for you guys to hear it. Carly and Danny are amazing and I really love them so much. Um, my favorite unfiltered episode of the year is, what men think women get wrong about dating. Oh yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. That was a really great, I don't want to say debate, but in a way it was a debate. And I feel like I, I said, I feel like men think that women are the problem in dating and women think that men are the problem in dating. And (laughs) that, and obviously we're talking like cis hetero situations here, but That is simply not the case. And we are all guilty. We all make mistakes. We all could be doing better. And it is okay to own up to that. It is okay to admit like, yeah, I am really 
like being way too picky or I don't give people enough chances or yeah, I talk about myself way too much on a date. Like whatever it is, it's okay to admit that you've been wrong in the past and to learn moving forward. And so I feel like in that episode, I did kind of admit on behalf of women, a lot of problems that women tend to have and mistakes that women tend to make in dating. And I actually was really scared that a lot of people were going to like come for me for doing that. But nobody did. Everyone was like, this was such a refreshing conversation and such a refreshing perspective. Like, thank you for sharing. Yeah. And I feel like dating advice on the internet is usually like given by women just because like that's how it happened. So women were not usually like used to listening to what we do wrong because in our minds yeah. we don't do anything wrong <laughs> so that's why like the whole trend about like hating men or whatever is like trending because it's all created by women it's like dating advice created by women for women so it's like this whole like vicious right. circle that never ends and i feel like sometimes we need that like splash of cold water in our face of like hey like you're doing this wrong like it's okay to admit it like there's no like capital thing like it's okay to admit that you did something wrong, uh, but like you did this wrong. Like we have to admit it. Like no one's perfect. Like we, it goes back to what we said before, but like, I don't know. I feel like we as women usually feel like we don't do anything wrong again because you go on the internet and everyone's like saying that you did everything perfect and like the problem is right. the guy and if he wanted to, he would and like all of these things. And it's like, okay, wait, but what if I want to? Like, so like, yeah, I love that episode because of that. It was like a nice yeah. splash of cold water in all of our faces. And it's, yeah, it's nice to hear from somebody of your desired gender, like what they wish you did differently, because you don't get to hear that. You don't just go to your guy friends and say like, oh, like, what could I be doing better? Like, what am I doing wrong in my dating life? Like, what do you wish girls were doing that like in dating, like people don't have those conversations enough and vice versa. Like, no, like guys aren't coming to me as much as they should or ever saying, oh, I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Like, what should I be doing better? What could I be doing differently in dating? Like, what do women want from me? And so I feel like we all just need to take it upon ourselves to be open to learning and improving. I feel like that's why, like, the episodes with male guests have the most listens. Like, one of my favorites that I thought no one was going to listen because it was so long <laughs> was the Parker and Sam and Parker. Yeah. Uh, I love that episode and I was like oh my god people are actually listening to this it's so long it was like an hour and a half but it was because they were like men talking about dating from their experience yeah. because we don't ever really see that yeah we really we debated putting that cutting that into two episodes or doing yeah. like one as like an exclusive like subscription only release and I was like let's just give it all to them let's just do yeah. the whole hour and a half we'll see if people want to listen like and it's one people of wanted listen. to listen yeah, I wanna, yeah. Behind Ali's dating app episode, which was a great episode, is one of the most listened. Yeah, yeah. Insane. That was this year. Wow. Um, and then we can talk about the dating advice. Uh, things we started, like you started doing this year, which I think is a perfect. It's beautiful to listen back to all the dating advice. Do you have like a favorite dating advice from all of those? Or like something I had a really that you like? Funny. Yeah, I think like a general one... message. With one thing that happened actually on this past Tuesday's episode with dating advice, I got to that end question of like, what is the best piece of dating advice you've ever received? And somehow we ended up talking about how like I recently was asked to give dating advice. And just for anyone who didn't listen, um, I said, you know, my friend was getting married earlier this year. And as like a little 
pre-wedding thing, all of her girlfriends got together and like each wrote a letter to her of like a piece of advice they had for her and her to be husband. And, uh, and she had to guess who wrote each piece of advice and it got time to be the advice that I wrote. And she guessed every single person at the table. And there were like 20 girls at the table, except for me. And she was like, no way this is Alana. Like, this is such amazing advice. Like this could not be Alana's advice. And it was my advice. And I'm like, Sarah, I literally give dating advice for a living. Like, why would you not think that the good advice is from me? But it was really funny. Just, I think my friends see me very differently because they've seen me in dating and like they've seen my dating experiences and and all the mistakes that I made. But, um, so it's hard for them to wrap their head around what I'm doing (laughs) now. But that advice was that a relationship isn't 50, 50, and it can't be 50, 50. If each person's giving 50%, it's never going to work because you're only showing up for your partner half the time. You're only giving half of yourself and you each need to be giving 100%. And that's going to change over time what that 100% means. And, you know, not every day are you going to be able to give 100%. Sometimes you're going to be able to give 80%. But on that day, your partner will be able to show up for you and give 120% to make up for what you can't give. And it was so funny because the guest, uh, Fatima Givanji Shakir, she started cracking up because she was like, that's exactly the advice I was about to say. (laughs) And so that was like a really just like wonderful full circle moment of like, wow, like, it it was just really it was it was really meaningful. Um, yeah, yeah. I feel like there are a lot of also like be yourself, be honest, which I feel like we take for granted and they are, are like so like cliche or like corny and everyone says them, but like it's so true. Like be honest and be yourself. Like we don't do it enough. Exactly, we really don't. And I I love you know when guests do share that advice because it's a good, just a good reminder for everyone that mm-hmm. I do think people need to hear over and over like not only is it okay to be yourself, it's encouraged because you want to know that somebody likes you and has fallen for you and wants to spend time with you and wants to be with you for exactly who you are, not who you're pretending to be, not the chiller version of yourself that you're trying to put out there when you're waiting to respond to texts or acting like something doesn't upset you when it really does. And it's keeping you up at night and making you spiral in a cycle of overthinking anxiety. No, you want to know that they like you for who you are as weird as you are, as silly as you are, as uncoordinated as you are, whatever it is, like that is the most comforting thing in the world to be your whole complete self and know that somebody likes you for you and that you're not playing games. You're not following these rules that are going to, in a way, manipulate somebody into wanting to be with this version of you that actually isn't you. Because one day they are going to see the real you And they're going to be confused because they're going to be like, well, that's not the Alana that I've gotten to know over the last four months. Who is this person? (laughs) Why are you so anxious? Oh my God, I don't know. That's another dating advice I love from Jordana. She said about like the rules make like a situation last longer, but in the end, it's not like real. It's not the right situation. I'm paraphrasing, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, I love that advice from Jordana too. Um, Mm. Another piece of advice that I loved was from Alyssa Lube. Um, She said rejection just means it wasn't a good fit. Yes. I love that so much because... That is the hardest one though. Because rejection is hard. 
rejection sucks. Nobody enjoys getting rejected. Some people deal with it better than others, but it still cuts like a knife and it makes you question like, well, why me? Like, why am I not enough? Like, why did this person not want to be with me? It's like, you're not. And and I say this and I've said this before and I'll say it again. Like you're not going to be liked by everyone and you're not going to like everyone and you're not supposed to either. And that's what makes it special when you do find somebody that you do fit with. Yeah. And it's okay to not be liked by people. And it's okay to not like everybody that you go out on a date with too. And rejection is something that you're going to face in the dating world, but it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It just means it's not a good fit. And I feel like you say it all the time. (laughs) You are the person that gives me all my dating advice. Uh, But like, if you don't like someone, you don't see it as like the worst thing ever or whatever. You just don't like them. Just imagine the situation turned around, which is hard. I'm not saying that it's easy, but like, that's just what happens in life. Like, yeah, you can just not like someone enough to be with them. It can be like the other way around. Exactly. You cannot like someone, but you're not sitting there thinking like, wow, this person stinks. I hate them. They're the worst. They need to change everything about them. Like they're not good enough for me. But that when somebody doesn't like us, those are the conclusions that we jump to and that we internalize when that's not the case. The situation is that they just didn't feel the connection they were looking for, or they're looking for something different. And that is okay. And that is allowed. And we all do it. But we view it so differently and we take it so personally when really all it means is that it's not a fit. Yeah. I mean, look at you, Alana. If people hadn't rejected you in the way, you wouldn't have found Jake when you did. Exactly. Exactly. Almost two years ago, which is kind of insane. Yep. Yeah. Wild. So what is the best piece of dating or relationship advice you've ever received or given? You have to give another one that is not like the 100%. And, and also, the, you also said the the movie one, the one that you... Uh, 20 Seconds one? of no. Insane Courage. Yes, that one. So not that, not 100% and not, and don't, if you don't you ask, said, you don't get. Yeah, one that your mom told you. But I was like, if she wants to repeat it, it's fine. <laughs> I'm those not are like my... Uh, those are my things. Those are my, my phrases. Um, I mean, you can get them all together and say like something from that. I don't know. I think, you know, I think you have to figure out who you are and what you want first. Because if you don't do that, you're going to get yourself in trouble because you're not, you're going to define who you are by this other person that you're with. You know, you're going to define what you want by, what makes sense with this other person or what you want attached to that other person. Like there were so many times where I attached my worth and my value to being in a relationship with X, Y, Z person. You know, I thought that I would only be enough if this person ended up deciding to make me their girlfriend. And I thought that if I if it doesn't work out with this person, I don't know what I'm going to do because they are my everything. And without them, I am nothing. And that is not true. And that is something that I really had to get. I had to get really hurt. I got really, really, really hurt. That is so crushing. (laughs) In order to learn that, that 
you can't make someone else your everything. That's not healthy. That's not okay. And it's not fair to you. And I'm not saying like, you have to be the fucking queen of the earth and you're the prize and you're everything. But like, you need to value yourself and know what you are bringing to the table and have some self-worth and some self-love and know who you are in order to find a partner and be in a partnership that is fair, that is even, that is right for you. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. you're just gonna literally attach your worth to being with this other person. And without them, when it inevitably doesn't work out because of that situation that you're creating for yourself, you're going to feel so broken. And that happened to me. And it was the worst feeling I've ever felt. I love that. I feel like that also shows your growth because I remember the first time I interviewed you for my podcast back in the day, I asked you if you thought that we accept the love we think we deserve was like a good quote to go by. And you were like, oh, I don't know. And I was like, why? (laughs) Yeah, Um, you're right. And I feel like everyone that hangs out with me usually comes back to that um, because I live by that. Uh, But also I feel like someone, I don't remember whose dating advice was like, it wasn't the same, but it was like similar. It was like your desire to be loved shouldn't be like bigger than yes. your desire to self-love or something like that. Yes. Um, um, your desire to be is- loved shouldn't be bigger, greater than your desire to love someone else or love yourself. Yeah, yeah it was Marianne yeah. Yep. Um, it's yeah. on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I love that. I feel like it's important to know what you bring to the table always because if not... exactly people can mistreat you and like if it doesn't work out it's like the worst thing that can happen to you and life goes on and you find other people exactly let's do the question box questions that people ask your listeners your people thank you guys for sending them in yeah thank you so much (laughs) it's so nice when i see questions on the question box i'm like wow people are are actually like seeing and reading (laughs) and and wanting to listen (laughs) Do you have an angle with Tina before so just continuing to see how it all goes? I've thought about this a lot. There's no end goal. There's no like when I hit X number of downloads, that's it. When I hit X number of episodes, that'll be enough. Um, I'm just along for the ride. And I, you know, I hope to be doing this for a really, really long time and excited to see, (laughs) (laughs) excited to see where it goes, what else it can turn into and, and how many more people we can spread the word to. I feel like the closest thing you had to an end goal was like being full time. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> if you have if you had to go back and give yourself advice, what would you have wanted appreciate knowing? This is a hard one. This is like this so is a really deep. hard one. Oh, I thought about this one a lot for myself and it was like, wow, this is hard. <laughs> it's okay if you don't know. It's okay if you don't know. (laughs) I was going somewhere else with that, but I think actually that's a great way to sum it up. Like, it's okay if you don't know, you know, where you're going. Like, it's okay if I don't know where I'm going with seeing other people. It's okay if I got laid off and had no idea what I wanted to do, but I knew something that mattered to me, but I didn't know how I was going to get it done. It's okay to have a goal and just start somewhere. It's okay to not know everything. It's okay to not know who you want to be, what you want to do. I think it's just, it's okay to not know. And all you can do is just like put one foot in front of the other every day. And with that, it's okay to not feel okay. 
And I think that's really important. And we need to like honor those days where we feel really down or those periods of our lives where we feel like we're not okay, but know that you will be okay. So it's okay to not know. Let's yeah. go with that. that. It's weirdly like my mantra for the year. It's okay to not know. I used to yeah. like the based off five-year plans and now I don't know and I'm fine with it. Don't ask me about uh, my five-day plan. Don't, don't even, don't even know. I don't, don't even know. know what I'm going to do I don't in know. a year, so it's fine. I don't know and that's okay. <laughs> what are you most excited about looking forward to in 2023? I am really excited to celebrate maybe a few too many of my friends' love stories. I have like 15 weddings next year. Whoa. Uh, a, a big handful of bachelorette parties bridal showers and who knows how many engagement parties that we don't yet know about. So a lot of love will be celebrated. I will be a very sleepy girl, but I am very excited and really I grateful like that I get bring, to celebrate all that. I feel like you should bring more of your friends on the podcast to like tell their love stories. So people like get more hopeful about that because it's insane. Like almost all your friends from like every single friend group is getting married, right? Yeah, it is very crazy. And it's tough. I feel I, I do like hold a lot of love and a lot of space for my single friends because they yeah. are few and far between. And I know that they are really struggling knowing that like everyone around them is getting engaged, getting married, thinking about having babies. Um, mm -hmm. And I know I would not be feeling okay if I was in that situation because I was in that situation in a different phase in our 20s. And it was really tough as it is without all of this pressure of like, well, now I feel like I'm falling behind. So I definitely yeah. feel for them and, and send them a lot of love and, and try and be there for them when they need. Yeah. Would you ever consider starting a matchmaking thing? Business. I've thing? thought about it and I've dabbled in matchmaking and it's really tough for me because I think unfortunately matchmaking is very. Uh, I don't have know you how ever to say this, tried like, it for yourself? Like, have you ever done in matchmaking for like dating uh, no like I did not I never worked with a matchmaker okay. I think there is so much value to it um but I have not personally worked with a matchmaker no that being said I've seen so many amazing love stories coming out of people working with matchmakers um and heads up for everybody next week on the feed we're doing a giveaway with three-day rule matchmaking for a winner will literally get a matchmaking membership and a photo session and coaching and all these amazing things. So stay tuned for that. Um, that. but I think it's, it's a little bit superficial where it's tough. Like you have to take into consideration people's preferences in terms of looks and, you know, you might find yeah. this amazing match for somebody and run it by them. And, you know, one person's so excited and the other person doesn't like ever likes everything about that person until they see a picture of them. And it just makes me really sad. So it's I like you become the dating out. app. Exactly. You become the algorithm. And yeah. I don't know. I've, I bowed out of matchmaking for the time being, but who knows? <laughs> but then we're getting into the last three questions of the episode, the last rounding questions. So describe your 2022 in one word, looking back, and do you have a word in mind for 2023? So 2022, we established was growth. Yeah. 2023... Again, this is one I left blank. This Word is going to be 20, so weird listening back. I know. No pressure, Alana. That's kind of what I want it to be. No pressure. But um, that's a good one, though. 
I know. I just, I don't believe in myself that I can stick to it. <laughs> but I mean, you can try your best. We said no one is perfect. Nobody's perfect. I got to work it again Hannah and again until I get it right. <laughs> wise, wise woman, Hannah Montana. Um, I'm going to make mistakes. 2023. What I really just want to be... <laughs> I really just want to be happy. I think I want 2023 to be about being happy and feeling like feeling enough. Like what I'm doing is enough. Like what I'm putting out there is enough. The amount that I'm working is enough. Everything that I'm giving is enough. Because that's something like I said like I really really struggle with. And so yeah. I want to be happy and I want to feel like I'm enough and let's spread this shit like wildfire. You guys No, really like I, I have a lot of really big dreams for seeing other people. And I, I know that I can't do it without you guys spreading the word and, you know, continuing to share the podcast on, on socials with your friends, with your coworkers in the group chats. Um, and any, anytime you do that, it, it just means the world to me and more. So I, I really hope we can just, grow and and really like exponentially grow the audience to seeing other people family um and all work together to be better daters and just more compassionate mm-hmm. more empathetic yeah i love that what do you want to accomplish in 2023 like some goals so alana in, tw- in december 2023 can be like checking something off the list i hope i sign with a podcast network in 2023 <laughs> if i don't yeah. That's okay too, but I do yeah. think it would actually just take a lot of, you know, pressure and, and a lot of work off of my hands mm-hmm. from the business side of things so that I could be focusing on creative and, and engaging with you guys and making sure the content is as best as it can be. So that would be really great. Again, if it doesn't happen, that is okay too. <laughs> I would love to do some more live shows. I'd love to start throwing some live events because you guys are always asking me, Alana, how can I meet people in real life? Um, hint, hint, if you're in New York the week before Valentine's Day, there may or may not be one or two events for you to come and hang with me at. So get very excited. Um, I did not know that I was going to tease those out today, but I'm so excited about them and we'll start to announce them more formally soon. And I think there are a few brands that I like really would love to work with. Um, and I hope that I do. So we'll see what happens. Beautiful. I love that. And what would you say to December 23, Alana, that is listening back to this? I'm really proud of you. Like whatever you're doing, wherever you are right now, you're doing amazing and I'm proud of you. And I know you worked so hard and it pays off and I love you and I hope you're happy. Aww. I love that. That's so nice. Weird. Ah, <laughs> emotions. <laughs> and like the year goes back so fast that you're going to be listening back to this before you even It's going to be crazy. It's going to be so crazy. Yeah. Insane. Also, yeah. I love what you said on the last episode, like anyone that is planning for new years, do a new year's with no pressure because new year's never lives up to expectation and just be safe 
Literally never. I swear like, by it. The only the New only Year's fun sucks. New Year's I've had are the New Year's where I've done nothing and gone to bed before midnight. And I felt so good about like consciously actively making that decision to do that. So if you don't get that New like Year's kiss, that's okay. If you don't like yeah. pop champagne, that's okay. You know, yeah. if you haven't watched Emily in Paris yet, just like grab some wine, grab some ice cream, binge Emily in Paris, like literally whatever it is, get yourself a new like cozy blanket to cuddle with. Like New Year's is overrated. I'm thankful that this is the year that people started saying that because I always felt like the pressure and I always felt like, what am I doing wrong? And it's like, New Year kind of sucks. I am sorry. New Year's <laughs> is the worst day of the year. Anywho, <laughs> Cammie, yeah. thank you so much for thank coming you. on and interviewing me and, and making this happen. Because really, like, this wouldn't have happened without you being like, oh my God, listen to this episode. Okay, let's do it again. Um, and thanks for jumping on the mic. I I literally told Cammie like 10 times, I'm like, I want you to relax and not work this week and I'm going to leave you alone. And then we're like, okay, when should we do this recording? And then, <laughs> so thank this you. This not work for me. I love podcasting. I This is the year that I found my calling in life, which is podcasting. So this is fun and I love it. I love that. And to everyone who listened, you guys, I can't even begin to thank you enough for everything in 2022. And I, I hope you guys know how grateful I am and how lucky I feel to be doing this and to be, you know, doing this with you. Like you guys are such a big part of this. And like I said, like your wins are my wins and we're all in this together on this journey together. And I'm so here for you in like every way I can possibly be. I hope you guys know that. And you know, keep sending in questions, keep DMing me, keep writing in the question boxes, keep sharing your wins, keep emailing me to come on the podcast. Like I'm so excited. And I love, love, love the fact that I get to have you guys come on unfiltered episodes. It's the coolest thing in the world for me. And I just am so grateful that we're all here together. And yeah, just thank you guys so much. And I'm excited for what we're all going to do in 2023. You know, podcast aside, I'm excited for your 2023 dating lives. I'm excited for the love stories that are going to come. I'm excited for the growth that you guys are going to have. And I just love you all. So thank you. And with that, I will see you guys next year. Oh my God. Oh, in 2023, I said this, I said I would do this in 2022. I mean, at this time in 2023, I want to find a way to end every episode the same. I don't have an outro and it's really awkward and I never know what to say, which is why I'm saying this right now. Um, yes, five-star rating and review. If you haven't, share this with a friend, share it with your group chat, share it with your coworkers, your work crush, your dog walker, whoever. Again, it means the world when you guys do that. If you haven't yet given a five-star rating and review, please, please, please do. It takes 10 seconds. If you're on Spotify, it's just a five-star rating. If you're on Apple, five-star rating and review, it means so much and really, really helps when other people are deciding if they're going to listen to the podcast, when brands are deciding if they're going to work with me, it helps and goes such a long way and share it on your story. If you love it, send it to a friend again. I know I said that, but seriously, it's like the best, best, best way to grow this thing and spread the love. Um, yeah. Do I love you guys thing, so much. Uh, do the thing where you do like Bluetooth thing to like all the iPhones in an event. That is a nice thing. Yeah, exactly. Pop, it pops up. <laughs> exactly. And airdrop it to everyone. Like airdrop all that it. good stuff. Okay. Cami, thank you for everything in 2022. And you guys, I seriously love you all. Happy and healthy new year. And I will talk to you guys next year. Haha. <laughs> okay. Bye. I have to find an outro. Oh my God. Hanging up now. Bye.